0: This episode of Country Squire Radio is brought to you by Missouri Mirsham. We thank them for supporting this show, and we thank you for supporting them.
1: You're
2: listening to
0: Country Squire Radio. Welcome to Country Squire Radio on Boat. And I'm John David. JD! Hey, Bo, good afternoon, man. Man, good afternoon to you too, sir. How you doing today?
1: Man, I'm I'm doing okay. Yeah, doing okay. It's it's been a it's been a crazy week, man. Uh as we're Recording uh, yesterday was uh, Man Martin Luther King Jr. Day, and of course, you know a lot of you know uh, memorials and stuff going on around the country. But one thing I wasn't prepared for that that we somehow failed to uh, get the memo on was that our daycare was closed. And so, oh yeah, 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 which is great. You know, I'm I'm all all for that. That's that's fantastic. So we had to scramble to uh, figure out how to take care of a uh, of of a 16 month old uh, yesterday. So yeah, fa- <laughs> fantastic when you plan for it, right? Oh no, it's great. Hey, everything's <laughs> great. So yeah it was it was uh it was good lots of work uh needed to get done but didn't and uh you know but it was it, what was great is that i got to spend most of the day with my uh my precious daughter so it was good
0: yeah man, that, that's great dude I mean, look you, the, those uh those moments both uh filthy and frustrating right like constant diapers <laughs> and all that kind of stuff but at the same time <laughs>
1: those moments filthy yeah. and frustrating yeah <laughs> <laughs> it describes that's, so much of life
0: <laughs> yeah this is true but i know uh i know that's precious time man so i'm glad that yeah we yeah, had, had a good time how, how are you doing man uh, I'm doing okay
1: I'm doing all right I'm doing <laughs> you're, okay you're occupying space you can fog up a mirror that, that's yeah that's,
0: <laughs> that, that's happening no and it's been uh these last these last few weeks man have been really uh just kind of interesting so I, I wanted to share this I I posted something about this on Twitter I so I got a new phone I went from Android to Android, but I went from a Samsung to a Pixel, and it's the first time I ever, you know, switched to a different operating system. And much like you, when you made the jump from iPhone to Android. It was
1: truly awful, man. Truly awful. Yeah.
0: Getting used to a new operating system is rough, but- It's very jarring. Yeah. Even even though you know different you know different uh, uh, manufacturers, the the operating system for the most part is similar enough. There's some gesture stuff I've had to teach myself, but I've actually been surprised how quickly I picked it up. But here's the thing: so I got the new phone and I started like you know redownloading all my apps, and I was sitting there with like all my my social media, and my Facebook and my Twitter, and I was like, you know what? No, let me just let me just not download that on my phone. Let me not carry that with me all the time. Are you gonna? And- Wow. Well, so so what I did, I mean, it was and it was great. It was so it was kind of refreshing to not like have kind of like a constant feed kind of going yeah. at any given time. I mean, yeah. kind of gave me this idea, and I want to try this. You don't want to
1: be a slave to other people's thoughts about an incoming Secretary of Commerce or something. Well, I mean, like, like that—that's not something you want to be consumed with all the time. <laughs> don't get me wrong. I do.
0: <laughs> I, I'm not completely anti-social media now. I mean, I do think that there is some, you know, there's there is good that can come from kind of a collective processing, but at the same time. <laughs> you need a break. You need a, I break. Need a break. So here's what I'm going to do. I, and I, I've been trying to get off Facebook forever. And I think my, here's my goal. I think this I can almost guarantee I'm going to I'm going to I'm <laughs> going to delete my Facebook page man. I'm 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 leaving Facebook. I'm barely there anyway. I've lived essentially 2 years without really engaging yeah. too much on there. And I know, you know, I, I, I I'm really just kind of checking in on the on the pipe club more than anything else. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, right. And so there's that. But no, so I I'm going to delete the Facebook and then I'm basically going to put my Twitter in cold storage. <laughs> Which means that I'm going to be completely off of it. I, I won't fully delete the account, but I won't be on the account for a year. I'm taking a year. Off.
1: Is that cold? Is that like those like Walt Disney guys and the hot air balloon rich people guys that like give their body over to some lab to store in like a like a cold <laughs> right. tank until yeah. until the science is able to resurrect them or exactly. something? Is that is that kind of is that the idea exactly?
0: <laughs> and you know, there's, there's a couple of different mindsets and reasons behind doing all this. But no, I'm I'm kind of curious to see. You know, this, this last past year was rough. I know it's rough yeah. for everybody. I just know from my own personal mental health, I just kind of need to. Well, yeah, good, pull man. back a little bit, a, and um, frankly, yeah. yeah, I mean, all,
1: all uh, quipping aside, you know, it kind of does, uh, kind of does inspire me a little bit. So um, I, I don't know. I, I understand it's, um, you know, it's just very jarring even when it's just consuming things like cat photos and what i ate for dessert pictures and everything else it's a lot of information to take in constantly where our, our nature as humans is, is to always look for inputs we're looking for inputs to fill our mind yeah. with and uh and making sure those are the correct input you're, you're gonna fill it with something so making sure it's the correct something is good so um man, it might be might be time
0: to take a break i think it'll be good i think it'll be good and even like even like the not serious stuff too that just kind of consumes your mind like like you know i yeah i saw uh i don't know like a week or so ago like a post about robert downey jr considered to be grand admiral Thrawn in the new star wars which i know that doesn't mean you know any heads or tails to you but the point is i'm sitting here and like i'm like no they're not gonna that's a dumb cast and i'm sitting here i'm frustrated about this stupid fake casting rumor about a movie you know and i'm like you gave emotional energy exactly like you like emotional energy you could have
1: spent on like what you know what pipe am I gonna smoke tonight? <laughs> and what tobacco
0: am I gonna fill it with? Be very important world shattering yeah, things, much lower, you know.
1: Yeah. You 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 spent on you know your little comic book drama,
0: yeah. yeah. All that to say, and I do want to mention this. So I, I thought I'd share all that because, um, for one thing, you know, it, it, it. I even though my I'm I'm going to personally kind of turn you know turn down the social media or step away from it. Yeah. Uh, show show handle still up and running, and uh, if anything, it might actually be a little bit more active from that standpoint. Um, sure. and, uh, and so nothing, nothing's going away there. The club is still up and running. Uh, John David is still, uh, you know, he's, he, he I can get away, but it's too late for him.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Last one out. Ha huh? yeah, ha. Not bad. Uh,
0: and, and, you know, there'll be, I think we've, we've had a desire to, for, uh, various, uh, avenues for the country square radio, international pipe club, uh, lounge and yeah. possibly other things like maybe discord or something of that nature. And so yeah, so that, that may that may come down the line. We'll we'll just kinda have to see how it goes. But um yeah, I, I thought I'd share. <laughs> okay. Oh no, good. Share. I'm glad I'm glad you did. Um yeah, my name's John David.
1: I'm also addicted to social media. Right. So um yeah, it I, I understand, man. It's uh it's good. We appreciate you. Um and uh man, if you if you ever hop back on, we'll will probably be I'll, I'll tell you. Well, you know what? Here's the thing.
0: I'm, I'm giving myself till the end of the month. I may change my mind at the end of the month. i have tried it without... Okay, that's fair. Yeah, without it on the phone. And, and you know, there's some times I want to like... It, this is bad, man. I want to tweet about how I don't want to tweet anymore. How bad is that? See, yeah. that's when you know. I know. No, I you get have it.
1: I'm, I get it. That I, I'm with yeah. you. <laughs> All right, man.
0: Well, here's the great thing. Of course, the uh, the wonderful folks at the uh, Country Squire Radio International Pipe Club have been doing their part to make this show happen every single week without fail. Yeah. we got to give a shout out to some brand new club members, man, joining at the squire level nathan man's nathan man's with two n's man thanks nathan joining at the at the squire level that's right man we also have the
1: warden of steves steven ward that's right. Stephen Ward, man. Thanks also for hopping in. Uh man, they're at the top level, supporting the podcast. We we are very grateful. Yes,
0: especially for warding all those Steves out there. Uh and then yes, f- <laughs> they, they do we do have a, a major Steve problem in this country. And then uh pilgrim <laughs> now at the pilgrim level, we have Zachary, he who scorns the land. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh scron. He Zachary, who scrons the land.
1: <laughs> scron's the land. Zachary Lansgrin. Uh man, thank you so much. Hopping in at the pilgrim level. We're so grateful for for uh your support and uh man this this podcast would not happen without generous people like you who uh are are kind enough to donate and and uh and even more kind enough to share some of your precious time uh, listening to us drone about pipes and and cheap jokes on the uh, on the West, so. <laughs> Very true,
0: very true, man. Well, hey, we've got a uh, we've got a great show uh, for today. Um, yeah, we do. I'm so excited. I you know, it. I, I need to. I kind of want to pull the curtain back just a little bit because I mean, like okay. you know, here we are. We sit here after uh, you know seven plus years of talking pipes, talking tobacco. You know, we gave ourselves a hard time last week for doing a, a one-on-one yeah. episode about how to smoke a pipe after seven years of talking about pipes. We
1: we. Which, which got some good feedback. It did, yeah, I, you know it, it was good. It was very positive.
0: Yeah. You, you'd be surprised. Like you know, it's kind of like one of those things, man. It doesn't matter how long you're in the game. Every once in a while, you kind of like to go back to that early game. Go back to like, you know, when you first booted up the uh, the old, you know, Nintendo and and saw Mario running across. You know, you don't you never think about like level. Uh, underwater? Well, I guess you do think about the underwater. Wadd- the Mario game. You remember the Mario <laughs> game, like that. I like, do. Boink, boink. I do. Everybody's got that first game, pro- that first part of it programmed in their mind. So sometimes it's nice to go back to that first level, and uh, that's certainly what we did last week. This week, man, you're taking us next level. You're taking us. We are going back in meta, time, yeah. man. This is going to be interesting. <laughs> so we are going to be talking about the pipe cleaner, but not just the pipe cleaner. The history. Of the pipe cleaner,
1: I'm so excited. This is so ridiculous. It's like the the one most uh, mundane, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, overlooked, uh, underappreciated, humble accessory, uh, you know, in the pipe world. And uh, and man, it has a it has a little bit of a history, like uh, you know, like you know how it how it came about, and and you know what what life looked like for pipe smokers before then. And so we uh, we thought we'd talk about that a little bit, yeah. History of the pipe cleaner.
0: <laughs> so I got to ask, you know, uh, you are, a, of course, a, uh, a tobacconist, uh, owner of a pipe tobacco shop. I think many of us who have gone to a brick and mortar and, and kind of spent some time there, there is kind of this uh, rule uh, that exists. With the average consumer. Now it is a consumer rule, not a shop rule. It is almost something that the community has forced upon the industry. And that is this notion Hmm. that you walk in and there are certain items that you just presume are yours. You know, it, they're not, of course, but the collective consciousnesses of us as pipe smokers walk into the, and we see all of these amazing pipe tobaccos that we know are going to cost uh, some 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 shekels. We see the uh, pipes on the wall that we know are going to, you know, we might have to drop a, a couple of banknotes. But but there are some items that you just see like lying there and think, oh, that's mine. And like the right the that, pipe that that belongs to me just by my inherent right. This is exactly <laughs> right. So the the tamp I think is uh, definitely something that that has kind of fallen into that category.
1: That's why we paint ours with fingernail polish. So when they walk off and and people pull it out of their pocket, they'll feel shame. No, no, I
0: feel pride whenever I pull mine (laughs) out. Because I think of you. (laughs) Your your pink tamper. (laughs) I got away with it uh, several Uh times. Anyway, uh, point is, there's also (laughs) another item that is, you know, kind of in that, you know, disposable category. Nothing that you're going to carry with you, but you think, of course, like this is like a, a match, right? Like it's something that you just presume is there and you can take it and you don't don't have to pay money for it John David, what are you? And you're wrong. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> and
1: that's why we have a tray full of pipe cleaners at the shop that say you can buy these. <laughs> Beautiful. I get uh, I get a lot of a lot of heat for that, but uh, but yeah, you can buy them at, at our shop and not just steal them. Um, man, uh, the overlooked again, a uh, humble pipe cleaner. It's that uh, underappreciated accessory that we that we all know, but but don't really love. But we should we should love. Mm. We should love the pipe cleaner. Yeah. It makes uh makes our experience with the pipe so much more uh, enjoyable. I'm really excited to talk about this. It seems so trivial uh and and yet it is so important. uh it's a part of our ritual and um and and yet it's expensive and ubiquitous. It's just you know they're 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 pipe cleaners everywhere, so like you said, it's like you know air we breathe. It's just like, well, I mean, you don't care if I take a pipe cleaner or yeah i'll I'll take a few of those, or well, I bought a pipe. I get a few of those with it, right and mm-hmm. uh I mean they're just they're pipe cleaners they're very uh very important. It seems very obvious now. Um, you know, to talk about pipe cleaners. I, I feel like a dentist a lot of times when I talk about flossing, um, like the importance of flossing, you know, and, and, and why you uh, should do it. And then when people don't Use their pipe cleaner uh, the way they should. Uh, you know, I kind of, you know, that that sense of shame that you know a, a good dentist or dental hygienist imparts in you for not not flossing your teeth, you right. know? and then they floss your teeth, and your you know your your gums at that point kind of look like you know Jaws ate a seal or something like. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> you know, it's just really ugly. Like I kind of I kind of feel the need to to be like that with my pipe smokers, but you know maybe I don't dial the shame back a little bit. Um, man, we, we we need to use pipe cleaners, the need for them seems, uh, you know, very obvious and they have um, so many important uses, uh, obviously for for pipe smokers. You know, the taste of the pipe, how the pipe tastes, if it's uh, sour or bitter or if it tastes clean. Are you tasting the tobacco or are you tasting residual uh, particles from the last time you smoked? Uh, It also protects the integrity of the pipe, believe it or not. Mm. You know, if you leave moisture in your pipe, uh, eventually that's going to have, particularly on briar, a negative effect Effect on the wood, and so uh, you know we need to get that moisture out. That's why you know some folks they, uh, when they store their pipes, will have their pipes kind of sitting upright so that the uh, all the moisture will drain to the to the bottom of the pipe. And so uh, you know when we get that moisture out to it protect the integrity of the pipe and all the joints and connections there with the uh, the tenon and the and the the shank and all that stuff. So so the need of the pipe cleaner seems uh, you know obvious. But um, what did people do? before they had a pipe cleaner. Do
0: you have any idea, Bo? Well, okay, so I've got a couple. Let me run them by you. First one, pinky. Get the pinky up in there. Burn your finger as you're... uh you know, trying to clean out the bowl and everything. And that takes, that okay. takes care of the bowl. Now for the shank, I'm guessing that, um, and the stem, you, you got to, or rather the stem rather, you got, to, uh, you know, you'd pick out like one of those long pieces of grass, you know, with little, with little, uh, mm. dual things on them and everything. You would pick yeah. that, and bite it. And, uh, you just kind of, you kind of stick it in there and kind of rub it around. And, you know, then you just blow directly into it. <laughs> and, uh, and then it's clean and you don't have a pinky anymore, but, but it's clean. <laughs>
1: That's exactly right. Yes, uh, man. You know, you, you're actually you're actually pretty close to the mark here. You I'll know, about it's that. it's great, uh, folks. You know, obviously, when we had uh, before the advent of the pipe cleaner, uh, you had to get creative in cleaning your pipe. Now, when, when folks had clay pipes, uh, you know, the the way to clean a clay pipe, a lot of folks we've discussed this very briefly in the past, but uh, you can actually set your clay pipe in a burning fireplace, and it boils away all the, uh, you know, all the moisture and all the uh, residual crud and um, you know, makes your, makes your clay pipe clean. Uh, you're basically baking it to, uh, you know, take away any, uh, you know, uh, particles that shouldn't be there. So uh, kind of interesting. But, you know, with the advent of a briar pipe, you can't uh, just set your briar pipe in the fireplace. You know, that's not going to work for uh, for your prized, uh, you know, uh, kamoi or, or uh, GBD or, or whatever it was. Uh, and so, um, y- you know, people had to get creative, right? A lot of times, uh, you know, initially it was just a piece of wire that they would kind of try to scrape the inside of the, the shank with. Um, as you mentioned, uh, pieces of grass, uh, long pieces of grass or reed, uh, you know, even, uh, you know, thin kind of wispy leaves that they were able to kind of pull through almost like a threaded, a needle being threaded, yeah. um, y- you know, strings with weights. They had all kinds of of, uh, re, you know ridiculous ways to uh to, to do this but um you know but, but leaves and, and any kind of vegetation was very common um the gold standard until really about 1900 Bo, was the feather no the way. feather okay was the best
0: and most uh, most respected way to clean up yeah, that makes um, I mean, hang on this this actually that that does make a lot yeah. of sense I mean feathers uh you know commonly used you get the feather duster you get, right. uh, you get, you know, you've right. We still use feathers in, in a cleaning capacity today. It seems, you know, I mean, I, I, I'm sure that other people are much more like cultured and um, think of like quills and, and like beautiful yeah. like peacock feathers or something of that nature. To me, <laughs> I'm, I, admittedly, the first image that comes to mind is something of disgust, maybe like a crow and you just pluck the thing right off the crow and, <laughs> and it's got like rabies and everything like that. But I'm guessing that's not what they did.
1: Hey well yeah I mean you you, you never know you, you we could uh, have rabid pipes you know maybe <laughs> that actually too. would be a great name for a pipe break rabid is. pipes um so yeah feather cleaning uh, the idea was simple you insert the uh the quill end of the feather uh into the pipe stem and pull it through of course you you kind of have to have a longer uh feather in order to do this but um you know but most feathers would would work from this standpoint and um and it would work as a brush or a broom uh like you said this feather duster you're sweeping out the debris getting the stem and the shank uh you know relatively clean um, you know, you could use the feather multiple times, typically, and uh, you know it would uh, it'd be fluffy enough to uh, to brush out some of the uh, some of the debris there. Um, and, and you know, both it's it's just so funny to think. I mean, what you know, if you're ever holding your pipe cleaners and and have never thought about what people did before they had a pipe cleaner, we, we hope uh, you know this is halfway interesting to you. But I, I just think it's so fascinating. You know, you're you're a uh, you're an 1890s uh, dandy, and you're uh, you know getting out of your carriage. And you know, about to walk into a business meeting, but you need to uh, need to clean your pipe. And so, you know, luckily your tobacconist, uh, your your stockist uh, there where you get your uh, you know uh, delicious uh, imported pipe tobaccos from, sells bundles of feathers. And you just happen to pick some up, and uh, and you run one uh, quickly through your pipe stem uh, in order to make it fresh and clean. And so, and so that's the that's the truth. That's how it worked, um, which, which is really amazing um, if you think about it. Uh, just so foreign to us nowadays. Um, even used up into the 20th century a little bit, there's even there, I found in my research in 1912, uh, BBB pipe catalog that features, uh, instructions of exactly, you know, the best way, uh, to insert a feather into a pipe stem. Seems kind of obvious, but they wanted you to have an illustrated version in 1912. And so that's, that's great. So interesting, you know, the feather, um, disadvantages, uh, to the feather. Uh, we think, well, why didn't we just stick with the feather? Well, there's a lot of, a lot of things, uh, Number one, uh, the obvious thing, uh, where are you going to get all these feathers, particularly if you live in the city? Um, you know, not not super convenient uh, for folks. You know, this is something that um – You know, came from a live animal that you had to have access to and, um, you know, and so it's just, uh, you know, if you lived – if you had a chicken coop, this is one thing or uh, raised, you know, geese or something. But, um, you know, but for folks that are in an urban environment, it would have been a little more difficult to locate these type of things even though they were stocked uh, at – you know, uh, find tobacconists. Um, you know, uh, also finding one appropriate uh, for it—long enough, thick enough, bushy enough—is uh, that going to be, um, you know, a, a difficulty there? Um, and and then really the 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 main problem with the feather or with any other uh, thing, grass or, or whatever it might be, uh, you know, that you're going to clean the inside of your pipe with they're just not absorbent hmm. they they just don't absorb moisture they they get the loose debris out like a broom you know or a swiffer um but but it doesn't absorb moisture that's the issue and and, and really uh, that's your main disadvantage with uh, you know with with something that's not a pipe cleaner <laughs> right um, you know and so and so really the genesis the need for the pipe cleaner uh, you know is really rooted in that uh, how do we get the debris out but also clean the the brier and the stem material of moisture and uh, and so the pipe cleaner was born yeah there you go Somewhere between 1900 and 1905, uh, there were some tinkerers in upstate New York that uh, came to save the day. John Stedman was an inventor uh, in Rochester, New York. He was like a small industrialist, manufactured various items, and uh, he was actually held one of the first patents for a streetcar ticket. Which is kind of fascinating, I guess it's a random other object that you that needed invented inventing at some point in uh, human history but um, it, but was also the uh, the inventor of the pipe cleaner and had this idea in order to clean his uh, pipe where his fingers were getting uh, dirty afterwards and the pipe was souring. And so the idea came where two steel wires were uh, held parallel and then tiny bristles of yarn were inserted in between. And then the two steel wires were wrapped very tightly, uh, twisted tightly around each other. And uh, and the pipe cleaner was born. It's this interesting, um, you know, simple process, but it, it it's a little more complicated than I make it out in a, um, you know, 15 second description. And imagine you've got these two uh, very flexible steel wires. They've got little pieces of yarn in between them. And then as you wrap them, uh, you know, twist them tightly together, those pieces of yarn bundle up and, and make the uh, the the fluffy thing that we know and, and use all the time. You know, it, it is a little more complicated than that. There's a great uh, YouTube video on this that I would highly recommend, uh, Discovery Channel. What? What? Yeah, they they did a you know the the show or the thing they do sometimes uh, how how it's made or oh how, yeah yeah how, yeah love that stuff yeah, that kind of thing yeah. and they just pick random objects and you're like well I never really cared about how this was made <laughs> right. but yeah I'll, I'll sit here for thirty minutes and watch how jelly beans are made or you know whatever it is um and, and so uh, they they did one on the pipe cleaner and you can actually go to YouTube and watch it if you'll just go to YouTube type in how it's made pipe cleaners uh, it'll pop right up and um and give you. Uh, just some good information on that. I think you'll think you'll enjoy the, watching the process. But, um, but yeah, absorbent. It's absorbent. It's disposable. Uh, it's something easy to manufacture, easy to transport, easy to ship, uh, easy to carry on a store shelf, and um, and you can sell them by the you know by the dozen, by the fifty, by the hundred uh, count. And it's um, and it's just very convenient for the pipe smoker. And so the pipe cleaner was born. You know, it, it didn't have universal adoption, I guess, all at once. I mean, you had folks that uh, that used it. Uh, there, were, but there were always still these kind of. Uh, residual, uh, you know, folks trying to, you know, one-up the pipe cleaner, solve the moisture problem and, and really the early iterations of this is kind of, you know, it evolved eventually into the modern filter system. You know, we think about any, if the, if the point of the pipe cleaner in a lot of sense is to absorb moisture and to get moisture out of the, uh, you know, the, the shank and of the stem. Um, you know, other, you know, today we overlook things like the Savinelli-Balsa system. The uh, Dr. Graybo or Medico filter, little cotton filter that goes in a pipe. Um, even the uh, the uh, Peterson P lip and the uh, the system pipe that that Peterson is so famous for, with that moisture reservoir there uh, in the shank that uh, you know collects the moisture before it gets to the bowl. All these are gimmicks or you know th- things, schemes that uh, these companies have done. I don't want to cheapen them by saying gimmick or scheme. I, I don't I don't mean that in a um, necessarily derogative sense, but it it all goes back to uh, this very simple problem. What do we do with the moisture inside a pipe? They've been trying to conquer that ever since, but uh, the pipe cleaner has always been so faithful. So hmm. um, pipe tinkerers, even as early as, you know, the 1910s, uh, started to uh, try to, you know, come up with other ideas. Of course, the, um, you know, historic gold standard for luxurious, exquisite pipes we all know as Dunhill, um, that uh, goes back uh, over 100 years and has this incredible lineage. Um, the, the first uh, Dunhill aluminum tube pipes came out uh, right after 1910. They they had this innovative, uh, you know, thing that they did. It was a—it's uh, it, still included, actually, on most Dunhills. If you buy a new Dunhill, most of the time, that pipe will be shipped with a small uh, aluminum tube that goes from the bowl all the way into the stem. And, and uh, it's really interesting. This was a disposable, removable— You know, little tube that you could actually remove. Uh, and then either clean or throw away and replace. And you might imagine yourself, you know, you're a you're a dandy, and you're you know go swing by, um, you know, the Dunhill shop in New York, and uh, you know, pick up your random accessories and maybe your tobacco for the week. Uh, but then you also pick up a handful, maybe a 12 pack of these, uh, these little Dunhill tubes that go inside your pipe. And so, um, you know, the idea it's it, it's not it's something that's easy to clean itself. It's just something replaceable that you can take out and. Pop a new one in. Although some people did uh you know take them and and soak them maybe in uh, alcohol or something like that. Um you know to to clean them but uh, and and then reuse them. But but the idea was more for it to be a replaceable uh, thing. And so this little tube kind of popped in and popped out. Notably in the 1930s, this is really interesting. You you're familiar with the author Kurt
0: Vonnegut? Uh yes, of course. Wait. Known yeah. for
1: <laughs> uh Slaughterhouse 5? Oh yeah, 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 sure. So his father, actually, uh, was a... Um, interesting um, interesting person in a, in a lot of ways, but he was an architect for most of his life, but then uh, became a, uh, you know, with the Great Depression kind of swooping in, real estate went through the floor, no one's building anything, no one needs any architects. And so this, he becomes this tinkerer that kind of applies his uh, interesting uh, thoughts to a variety of different things. He actually invented, Kurt Vonnegut's father, Kurt Vonnegut Sr., invented a patented pipe that has this kind of interesting. Removable inner stem. It's actually like a removable uh, shelf that that removes the bottom of the stem, um, the shank, and. even the bowl, the very bottom portion of the bowl. And so uh, you're able to kind of scrub the bottom area of this. And so, um, you know, it's just one more way for someone to contribute to the idea of, man, how do we uh, get these pipes clean and get the moisture out of them and and debris and all that stuff? So, um, you know, and again, like we said, still to this day, there are always folks trying to improve pipes that, um, you know, have new uh, different openings. We've talked before about the metal pipes that are easy to take apart and, uh, and clean really good. Pipes from uh, folks like Kirsten and Falcon. And then, as, as we mentioned before, the filter systems that are so popular today, uh, even on up to the 9 millimeter filters that, uh, that have become uh, the standard in Europe and, and are gaining acceptance here in the United States. So it's really interesting. But from the 1920s on, pipe cleaners have been the gold standard for cleaning a pipe. And because they were everywhere and had this sense of, well, I mean, they're they're just there for people to use, you know, like you like you mentioned, Bo, it's like a rubber band or a paper clip or, or you know, something sitting around. It's like, well, I just, you know, I, I can use that for whatever. Pipe cleaner kind of developed this otherness that is now more well known for. Uh, it has these other uses that have developed, right? The uh, cleaning, uh, cleaning guns, uh, cleaning anything with a gear, uh, you know, cleaning uh, coffee makers and and gas burners of stoves, all kinds of weird... Uh, you know, applications there, using them as twist ties, uh, cleaning uh, really any narrow, hollow object, you know, something that's got uh, kind of a tight space or a, or a narrow, uh, hollow character to it. Um, and, and then, of course, uh, what every kindergartner knows is uh, arts and say. crafts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> arts and crafts. And, um, you know, you, you think about the multicolored pipe cleaners uh, at a place like, you know, uh, here we've got Hobby Lobby and Michael's and some of these places that sell uh, arts and crafts items. And, you know, that's kind of uh, the idea. Folks come in our shop regularly. You've heard me mention before on the show that they come in the shop at least once a week and say, oh, that's what pipe cleaners are for. They're for <laughs> cleaning a pipe, right? It's not just for making little, uh, you know, little little uh, monkeys in the, you know, with pipe cleaners. And, uh, and so that's the idea. Pipe cleaners kind of have changed because of that over time. So you've got the uh, industrial pipe cleaners that are made for cleaning a pipe, right? Actually functional, something that's make made for its namesake and all that. They're cotton and uh, very absorbent, and typically, uh, you know, the function is is uh, paramount over the form. But then you've got these uh, arts and crafts pipe cleaners, which uh, you know often are made, typically, well, almost always are made of polyester or some type of synthetic uh, material, and it's. Um, a couple, a couple things with that. It's not absorbent, so that it, you know, basically becomes worthless as a uh, as a pipe cleaning tool. It's more, you know, it might get some debris out, but it's not going to collect any moisture or anything. The reason they use that, other than cost, is that the polyester synthetic material they can dye that very uh, easily. A bunch of crazy colors, you know. It's easier for them to make that into, uh, you know, the the spectrum mm. of the rainbow there uh, than it would be the cotton material. So, um, so very interesting. You'll find them uh, coiled up in long, uh, long ropes that almost, uh, you know, come like a rope you'd buy uh, for a you know use on a ship or anything else. But then you can also buy them in the very familiar bundles or. Uh, counts of a hundred pack there, your favorite uh, favorite pipe shop, and you know that's kind of it. That's 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 how it worked. It all started uh, with the tobacco pipe and the need for uh, folks to figure out a way to uh, improve upon the feather and uh and boy did they.
0: man wow <laughs> yeah i had no idea that there was such a history behind the pipe i mean it makes sense i know right it's just so fun
1: <laughs> that's fantastic yeah I... I, it's it's really fascinating and and, and you know it, it just as a aside uh the um rights to the pipe cleaner the you know intellectual property there was sold to bj long uh this is back in the 1920s and so uh, bj long uh, still is the Um, the gold standard maker, the, uh, you know, Primary maker of pipe cleaners for pipe smokers, and so uh, matter of fact, when we order here, uh, and they, and they're still in Rochester, New York. They uh, when we order pipe cleaners here at the Country Squire in Jackson, Mississippi, I pick up the phone and I uh, call uh, Richard Dow at uh, at BJ Long in Rochester, New York, and uh, and they put me together a pack of pipe cleaners and send it to me, and uh, and that's still to this day the uh, the standard for good pipe cleaners. So um, so there's a lot of thankful chickens out there that were. No longer cleaning our pipes with feathers, and uh, and and I got to thinking about it. It's like the you know the at Chick Fil A, you know their biggest fan at Chick Fil A is is the cow. Right, you know right. it's like you're not eating burgers, you're eating chicken sandwiches, and so so the chicken is the biggest fan of the pipe cleaner because you no longer need its feathers for uh, cleaning your your Stanwell or your Peterson. Well, how about that? <laughs> oh man, what a spin! Isn't that
0: something I love it. No, that's great, man. I love it. I absolutely love it. That's great. Well, there you go. Um, The pipe cleaner, the history thereof. I've got to ask you, you know, because you make mention, of course, and it's of no surprise, everybody, you know, has that aha moment with a pipe cleaner because we are brought up with it in kindergarten. When was your aha moment that, oh, this is what this is for? (laughs) It was very early on I the first
1: pack of pipe cleaners I ever bought was actually not not a BJ Long it was a uh, a pack of Dill's pipe cleaners at uh, at Walgreens years and years ago gosh I guess that would be 18 years ago I don't know however old I am but anyway it yeah, a long time ago and uh yeah it's a uh you know a little little sleeve, cardboard sleeve of pipe cleaners there and um yeah, I, I realized that that uh, inexpensive Dr. Grabo that I purchased and Captain Black Tobacco was not going to be easily consumed without cleaning the pipe or or certainly is enjoyable. And so um, so picked him up, and it, it made sense to me really quickly. I, I don't know. I, I didn't think much of it at the time. But uh, people today, when they come in a real pipe shop, they're like, huh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yep. Man, I love that. Yeah, I think um – Gosh, I, I I remember going to the first ever pipe shop I went to, and uh, walking in the door, and you know, I, again, I mean, I referenced at the top of the show, but there is that collective consciousness that just assumes that pipe cleaners are free. Uh, and I just remember very <laughs> specifically picking up my first pipe. You know, I've, I've shared it several times on the show, but it was not a great experience, and it was not a great. Yeah. Uh, they they did not have great customer service. It was just not a great overall um, first experience at a pipe shop. But regardless. Uh, but to add to that, I go in there and I'm like, oh, huh, pipe cleaners, right? Like the same, that aha <laughs> moment. And, and I'm walking out and the guy like stuffs in a bunch, like a, a container of pipe cleaners because he's he's basically like forcing me to buy all this stuff and I'm just really wanting to learn. Right. And uh, and I was shocked that he was making me pay for the pipe cleaner. <laughs> and it wasn't like, it wasn't like a handful. I mean, it was this massive bag, like, like, like this bulk bag that I'm like, dude, I'm... <laughs> I don't even know if this is something I'm gonna do. Like, what what is this? I know. I probably still have pipe cleaners left over from that bag, mostly because I from that exact same experience, right? (laughs) That's probably not true, but it might be. I bet if I look around, probably I could
1: probably find it. Um, Oh man, that is funny. Yeah, I you know it it, it's one of those things where a lot of times when I. get the sense that it's a new pipe smoker that's not sure they're going to stick with it. Mm. Of course, the retailer in me is like, well, we need to sell some product here to pay our bills. I mean, this is not a charity. We do have to, you know, feed our family and feed the other families that work sure. for us and all Absolutely. that other stuff. But but also don't want to push stuff on people that just don't need it, you know. And so a lot of times when I sell a new pipe to a new uh, a new customer, I will uh, you know, give them a, uh, toss them a handful of pipe cleaners just to say, hey, take this and, you know, and, and this is how you use them and everything. And uh, if I get the sense that there's a good chance they're going to smoke their pipe, uh, maybe five times and I'll never see them again. Well, at least that way they had everything they needed, uh, at that point. So, but, um, but yeah, once you're a pipe smoker, if, if you're all in, if you're sticking with the hobby and the pastime and the lifestyle, uh, you've got to have a good stash of them. You just, you just do. And so, um, you know, just don't, uh, you know, it, it it's kind of it, it when you go to your pipe shop, you know, course, a lot of folks don't even have a pipe shop. You know, we talk about that and folks that don't live in a uh, area with a premium tobacconist. But if you do and you go to your pipe shop, don't treat the pipe cleaners like like you do. You know, you know, how we always think about water being free at a restaurant. Right, right, you know, right. it's just like, well, I just want just you know, I, I'm not going to eat anything. Just give me some water, the bread, you know, yeah. like well. Yeah, you give me the, give me the free breadsticks or whatever it is, you know,
0: and it's like, well, you know, I, I mean, maybe throw them a couple bucks, right? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, no, we need to I think the history of the pipe cleaner allows us to see it through the lens through it to give it the respect it deserves. <laughs> And of course, uh, that means the, uh, to to recognize the value that it has. It is one of the most trusted tools that any of us have whenever we are smoking a pipe. And if we don't, then it is something that we <laughs> come to regret not having with us uh, over time, to be sure. And I, for one, am very eager to clean out my pipe with a feather, honestly, now that I know that that's like, like that was a thing. <laughs> I don't know where I'm getting the feathers, but that sounds like a really, really fascinating thing. I kind of want to try that and just going to do a, a, you know, a one for one and see what the end result is.
1: Yeah, yeah. I just um, yeah. Give it a shot. I don't envy the chicken that that you uh that you select. I, I don't envy that chicken.
0: Well, all I have to do, man, if you want to catch a chicken, all you have to do is just leave out a couple of kernels of corn. And you know, when it comes to finding kernels of corn, <laughs> I know nobody who knows more about corn than our good friends at Missouri Beer Show.
1: Oh man, Bo, that that was that was top five. That, that was that was. That was beautiful, uh, man. No, no one knows better uh, the the most premium kernels of corn uh, on earth and how to turn them into uh, just exquisite smoking devices, other than our friends at Missouri Meersham. Uh, man, this is really cool. They just came out with a new uh, kind of fun bundle uh, that's uh, themed for an upcoming holiday. And um, you know, if you're like me, Bo, one of your favorite holidays is probably decidedly not Valentine's Day. No, 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 no and so. No, no, no. And, and, so, and so the folks at Missouri Meersham, they were like, well, let's make it a little better, right? Let, let's make Valentine's Day like a little, a little you know, able to, you know, get through it, enjoy it. Let's find some other reason. And, uh, and so they made a Valentine's Day pipe bundle. This is really neat. They uh, had this beautiful corncob pipe with this nice uh, warm red stem and, and, and white acrylic bit. Uh, and it actually comes with a little bit of Sutliff uh, tobacco, which is really interesting. So, uh, man, they bundled it together. It's a really nice combo kit uh for $15.99 you can get it at corncobpipe.com and you know let uh let the folks at missouri meersham be your valentine this year I, they they're gonna be mine
0: sounds good man and of course if you happen to be enjoying a missouri meersham pipe uh, this week be sure to take a picture of yourself doing so tweet it into the show love to retweet it out to let the good folks at missouri meersham know we appreciate them for sponsoring this show <laughs> Pipe Question of the Week. Pipe Question of the Week. That's right, it's Pipe Question of the Week this week, and this is coming in from Rev Josh, who is in New Zealand. Uh, wait, New Zealand, that's where the hobbits are from, right? That's right. <laughs> all right, I, we need to do... All right, I've, I think I've mentioned this before. I have always wanted us to do, like, a... Field trip. No, like, seriously, what if we took a... um a real like uh uh what's the what's the word um pilgrimage let's take a real pilgrimage out to middle earth and smoke a pipe and do like a live uh live podcast from hobbiton
1: I, man look we're gonna need a few more patreon sponsors to do that
0: but <laughs> It'd be yeah you're right you're right but
1: you, know, you never know
0: maybe maybe uh maybe it'll happen one. josh bit. will put us up he's a reverend here's what rev had no,
1: that's right. <laughs> <laughs> a preachers love everything right they'll, pay, they'll put
0: us up oh man alright so here's what Josh had to say uh, he says have been enjoying your show over the Christmas break two questions <laughs> although we're going to do uh, one of them this week and we'll save uh, the other one for later uh, but he says uh, the question is if someone was just getting started with pipe smoking and wanted to develop their palate would you suggest they spend some time smoking pure versions of each variety of tobacco to learn how distinct how to distinguish them within a blend any other tips on developing a palate for tobacco great question there Josh
1: yeah excellent Excellent question. We've had folks ask this before and, um, and and that it really is something that can be handy. I wouldn't do this at the very beginning, uh, Josh. This is not something that I would do uh, if you just picked up your first pipe and, uh, you know, are, are getting into it. Uh, th- give this a little time before you dive on into this. But, um, but yeah, you know, it, at some point, uh, it, invariably, if you're smoking a lot of aromatic tobaccos or the same type of tobacco over and over, uh, you're going to start sensing that you're, you're not tasting much nuance and flavor in, in it. Your, your, your taste will start to get a little muddled. Um, and so you're, I think a good way to shock your brain and rewire yourself into uh, understanding the real nuances of pipe tobacco is to do exactly what you said. And that's the pure version, uh, smoking the pure version of each uh, tobacco varietal. Um, and when we say that, we're talking about uh, you know, the, the variety of leaves that are uh, available. We talk about a red Virginia, a yellow or bright leaf uh, Virginia, uh, different types of burley, maybe uh, maybe light and dark, uh, Latakia, Perique, Orientals, uh, black Cavendish. Um, you know these are items that uh, you know go into uh, pipe tobacco to give them their distinct and interesting flavors. And then of course, on top of that, some of these uh, tobaccos are flavored themselves uh, to give the um, you know tobacco a honey, cherry, vanilla, whatever it might be, uh, note. And so. Um, you know, I think all these uh, things are really good to experience on their own and will give you an appreciation for uh, the tobacco going forward uh, and, and, and give you a real ability to pick out the uh, the unique characteristics of this. I, you know, I don't talk about this enough probably on the podcast because I'm just – because I'm in a pipe shop every day, I take for granted the fact that I know exactly what Parikh – smells and tastes like. rice. Right? Yes. Uh, Latakia smells and tastes. You know, I mean, I, I, I just I take that for granted. And so for for the new pipe smoker that's trying to get more into, uh, you know, flavor profiles and, you know, what what makes an English blend an English blend? And, and well, I, I think this has Perique in it. And, and I think I know what I'm tasting, but but I'm not sure, you know, well we need you to try Perique, you know, that 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 would probably be a, a very good idea. And so, um, yeah, I think I think that's something. Good that you can uh, you can eventually get into uh, some of your larger online retailers will carry uh, the bulk ingredients that you can order by the ounce. Uh, that's something uh, we don't currently have on the Country Squires website, but if you do call uh, and order over the phone, we can uh, we can do that for you. Uh, you know, and set you up with a kind of a sampler pack of different blending ingredients, and, and you never know, you might after you try all of them, you can kind of create your own blend if you want and uh, and experiment from there.
0: So, um, yeah, great question. Great, great, great question, Josh. Excellent question, Josh. And thank you so much for that. And hey, if you've got a pipe question of the week, be sure to send it into the show. That is show at CountrySquireRadio.com. Again, that is show at CountrySquireRadio.com. Quick Fire
2: with the Squire.
0: Quick Fire with the so here we go, man. These quick fire questions coming in from a good friend of the show, Pastor Joda. Oh, man. Yes. All right. So this <laughs> is this is kind of fun. Uh, Pastor Joda always uh, loves to be creative and give us a little bit of um, uh, something different. And that's certainly what he's done here. He said, greeting gents. Happy New Year. I was sitting here puffing and pondering some theology tonight with my Mark Twain that I won from a from the generous folks at Missouri Mearsham in the christmas giveaway
1: oh Oh, hey congratulations That's awesome man yeah they did that christmas giveaway the uh uh daily uh 25 pipes in 25 days or whatever and it was uh it was really neat man the mark twain that's uh one of their more popular shapes so uh
0: congrats man that's awesome that's you know look i'm 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 a fan of our listeners i cheer them on so whatever they win that's just like (laughs) that's incredible congratulations he says, uh, "I was abruptly disrupted uh, with a random thought. I, I kind of remind myself of Gandalf pondering the results of his research into the One Ring. Uh, was the thought? And another thought hit me: What would have been? What would he have been smoking? So, oh, wow. Here you go. What would they have smoked? I'd love actual blends, but if you're uncomfortable with that, a description of the blend will suffi- suffice. Okay. So, wow. This is interesting. This is an interesting quick fire question." Uh, because it is going to be a different thing. I'm going to throw you some names. Okay. And you have to come up with uh, just quick fire style, of course. Okay. Okay. What, what you think they would uh, smoke. Now, that being said, I actually love this concept so much I almost kind of want to like, like, like make this a series.
1: (laughs) It's interesting. I've never, uh, well, number one, we haven't, uh, really done quick fire like this before, which is, uh, saying something for a, you know, seven or eight year old podcast, (laughs) but, um, but, uh, number two, yeah, this will be, this will be a challenge, man. That's great. All right. So here we go. Uh, first, first one, Gandalf the gray. What would, what would he have smoked? I'm going to say Gandalf smokes an English blend. I think he smokes a full English that's rich and hearty. Okay. All right. That's good. Frodo Baggins. Frodo Frodo. is uh, a decided... Uh, decidedly aromatic pipe tobacco smoker. All right, which uh, flavor palette? What do you think? I think he would be more on the uh, you know if if you're if you've got aromatic pipe tobaccos, you've got uh, your more fruit based on one side, and on the other side, you've got your more uh, kitchen spices and uh, you know food uh, food confectionery based. And I, I think he would be more on that end, more the chocolate, vanilla, caramel, uh, sweet treats. Interesting. Okay. All right. All right. Let's go with Aragorn, Virginia's. I, I think. Of, I think of Virginia blend
0: okay all right, and then, um, oh, yeah, right. let, I was going to throw you one last one, but actually, let, let's go let's go two more. So, Gimli the Dwarf.
2: Gimli, what was Gimli smoking in his pipe?
0: Gimli? I think Gimli and
1: Aragorn are probably brothers in that they both smoke Virginia's uh, Virginia, Virginia one. So? Yeah, Gimli might have a dash of Latakia in there to see, add, that, what I was thinking. add that yeah. depth, you know. I think he would probably enjoy that. But, yeah, I, I see Gimli smoking a, a, a nice, uh, complex Virginia uh, there with a lot of natural sugar and... Um, you know, something that he, he doesn't have to worry about tongue bite because he's, you know, really tough. And so uh he
0: just pounds it, man. There you go. Okay. And then finally, this is the tricky one. You've already done Gandalf the Grey. What about Gandalf the White? Ooh. Uh, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I
1: mean, I, Oh
0: snap. Oh, we stopped him. I, right, I, seriously.
1: I, I, Come on. No, I mean, I, I'm just trying to think, I mean, what, you know, after his transformation, like what, what would have changed? Like what would have, what would have changed in his, what would he have uh, wanted something maybe less brooding or, uh, more hopeful or something? I, I don't, I, I, I don't really know. Uh, you know, uh, to me, it's like, well, I mean, he's, he's probably still an English blend smoker. Um, maybe he went from, uh, you know, uh, I, I I don't know. Maybe he went from Old Joe Krantz to uh, Nightcap. <laughs> I don't know, man. Interesting. Uh, I, I'm I'll just I'll just say he's still an English blend smoker. How about that?
0: Okay. All right. Fair enough. Although I think this might require some more in depth looking into it. Like, you know, we do Squire Select where we pair various beverages with pipe tobaccos. Maybe we need to like pair various characters, various people, with. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like with with their uh, kind of like a twist, like a, like a cross between pipe culture and Heroes of the Bowl, uh, and Squire Select. It's like an amalgam of all those things. That sounds like a great idea. I, I think that would actually be kind of fun. And then like like you know you could you could almost kind of try to ooh you could almost try to like craft a blend like like around this person and what their tastes are, yeah. and then folks could like maybe even home blend it. I don't know, just a thought. Just a thought. Yeah, no, it's great with their with their
1: tobaccos that they're gonna get and and uh tr- to try different uh varietals and then blend together themselves.
0: Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I think I think it's a great idea. This is this is definitely captured my imagination. Um, and you know what, let, let me just <laughs> Just to be fair, he did also throw in the the Ewok Shaman. What was the Ewok Shaman?
1: (laughs) The Ewok Shaman was smoking that left-handed tobacco. (laughs) Come on, man. Come on. Let's be honest, man. You know that Ewok Shaman? He was smoking that left-handed tobacco.
0: I mean, maybe, okay. Uh, uh, that's a great <laughs> questions, Pastor Jonah, man. This was really, really good. A lot of fun. Thank you so much for your creativity in these. And uh, yeah, we really appreciate it. And hey, if you've got some quick-fire questions for us, you can send them into the show, show at countrysquireradio.com. Again, that is show at countrysquireradio.com Your thoughts, your, your comments.
2: comments. Listener feedback.
0: Listener feedback. To Okay, so we've gotten some listener feedback on some recent episodes. Uh, this first one is from it, when it's when it's fr dot is that Friar that's or father, father? father father yeah father. this is uh, right.
1: father Isaac Rayburg, a good friend and longtime listener of the show and um, Anglican priest in uh, in Texas
0: okay so uh, what, did, what did father Isaac have to say he said
1: uh, hey there gentlemen I just finished listening to your how to smoke a pipe episode uh, man did you hit on some rookie mistakes that I made I've only been <laughs> smoking a pipe for two or three years so I definitely don't qualify as a veteran uh, you might ought to give yourself some more credit there uh, father Isaac um, but I'd like to throw in my two cents uh, as a recent newbie, I've definitely made the using matches outside mistake. Two things broke me of it. Number one, hanging with a cigar-chomping brother priest who just grabbed a basic long-stem candle lighter, probably a Bic, for his stogie. <laughs> okay, so maybe that would be going a little too far, but that that's fair. Number two... Uh, Father Isaac continues. He says, "Number two, hanging with an another priest who brought his Zippo pipe lighter. Uh, sometimes the simple choices are indeed better. Uh, I also made the tongue biting syrupy cherry Cavendish mistake for my first tobacco. Uh, you guys actually broke me of that on Country Squire Radio on the first Ooh. episode I ever listened to. JD recommended Lane One Q as a newbie smoke. Uh, that was mm. a great training tobacco, and it's one of the few aromatics I regularly revisit today. Uh, great show as always." And that's from Father Isaac, oh,
0: man, that's uh, great, great feedback, and you know, I, I think we were both very encouraged to see that people responded well to that that one on one episode. Yeah, it's always, you know, we we try to we try to do a few of those a year, uh, just to be very mindful, of course, to newer pipe smokers who were finding the podcast, and um, you know, it, uh, we've never gotten any complaints. I know you were, you were probably more nervous than I was about putting this <laughs> last week's episode <laughs> out, but
1: uh, people really resonated with Critique it. Critique from our codgers, that's right. <laughs>
0: All right, man. We also got one in from uh, Martin Gillow, who uh, who writes in. He says, "Hey guys, big fan of the show. I have a quick correction uh, from your show about pastors and smoking pipes. The Spurgeon Library does have Spurgeon's last pipe and cigar on display, along with his personal library. But it's a Midwestern Baptist Theological Theological Seminary, not Mid America. That's right. Uh, I made
1: that mistake that day. Yep."
0: Yeah. As a PhD student uh, and secretary uh, officer at the school, I can attest that the students here are carrying on Spurgeon's tradition of pipes and cigars. Keep up the great work in Christ. Again, that is from Martin Gillow.
1: Yeah, man. He actually says uh, not secretary. He says security officer. And and I wonder how. Oh, sorry. Thank you. You know, Martin. You know, if you're a you're a, number one. Thank you for correcting me. It wasn't Mid America Seminary. It's Midwestern Baptist Theological Seminary, um, where this is on display of uh, Charles Spurgeon's uh, pipe and his uh, final cigar that he smoked. So so special. I'd love to see it one day. Um, but I, you know, as a security officer for a uh, a, a large uh, you know theological seminary you know are, are you really strict on uh you know enforcing probably the no smoking laws that you've got there, or do you say hey y- y'all are a little too obvious like oh you know go 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 do that behind the chapel
0: <laughs> right that's right oh man that's that's uh that's great thank you so much martin for uh for that uh correction that gentle correction yeah, that's good and uh yeah we we're always very appreciative of of getting that for sure. Well hey man, uh this has been a lot of fun. It's been a great episode to to dive into and uh, and of course learn a lot about the history of the the pipe cleaner. I want to encourage folks to uh, keep up with the show and uh keep up with us. You can follow us on the social medias. Although you will no longer be able to follow me directly, you can of course follow John David. <laughs>
1: Uh, this is really going to mess this with is gonna my, be, It's going to yeah, be a problem, a isn't This is going to be a tough <laughs> pivot. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to figuring this out with you and with the rest of our right. Country Squire right. Radio friends. No. Um, <laughs> you can follow me at John David Cole or get me at the shop, at us at the shop, at, at underscore Country Squire.
0: <laughs> also, at Squire Radio is the show's handle, and all that information and more can be found at CountrySquireRadio.com. Yeah, man, when you've been saying the literally the exact same thing for every single week for about yeah. seven years, it is uh, it does throw you off a bit, doesn't
1: it? No. That's right. I, I, I'm a little uh, I, I'm a little confused, but we'll we'll figure it out together.
0: <laughs> yeah, man, absolutely. i get all that information and more can be found at countrysquareradio.com. You can of course email the show show at countrysquareradio as well uh, for all the wonderful segments, suggestions and more uh so yeah man this is uh this has been great uh now it's time to go clean the pipes i had fun man I, i'm gonna i'll never look at pipe cleaners
1: the same <laughs>
0: no although i am gonna do the feather thing i'm definitely doing the feather thing well
1: to just just find a very bad chicken
0: <laughs> all right man hey let's go have a day
1: see you, brother